Good evening, world. This is the podcast Sassafras and your host, S. Laura Cattell. Welcome back. Welcome back to Infinite Possibilities from the Incomparable Mike Dooley, 10th Anniversary Edition. And yesterday we cracked open Chapter 3, Blessed Emotions. And he made the distinction between emotions and feelings, that the two are separate. Which we'll go over more in Gifts of Heaven, Chapter 5. We're on Chapter 3. He calls emotions byproducts of our experiences in time and space, as filtered through our beliefs. That's emotions. Feelings, on the other hand, spring from the vastness of our present ver- spir- <laughs> goodness gracious, present spiritual selves. That came out so wrong the first time. My apologies. Typically appearing as insights, bursts of comprehension, hunches, instincts, and impulses to help us find our way, make decisions, or chart a new course. I wanted to recap that very important distinction before we get any farther into the chapter. So when he says blessed emotions, he's talking about happiness, sadness, anger, depression, those kinds of things. And feelings are separate entirely. So that's an important piece of context when going through the rest of this chapter. I wanted to make sure that was recapped real quick. We had other such gems yesterday as perception is our view of the world and of ourselves through our beliefs right beliefs are the are the distinct tint to our sunglasses it colors how we see the world not the world itself not reality itself or the nature of reality itself it only tints how we see it and as we went over in Manifesting Change, on the far left side of the his Manifesting Matrix, happiness took up the entire left-hand column, because we're all after being happy. And I wanted to remind people when, um, excuse me, sorry, when Mr. Dooley says happiness, he means, like, everything is in order, your life is thrilling, exciting, joyful. Uh, pleasurable. You've got all the. You've got the love of your life. You've got the body you want. You've got the friends you want who adore you. You've got the job that's fulfilling. You've got money by the bazillions in the bank account, enough to do what you want. You are happy. In whatever way that makes you happiest. Because that's what we all want. Because that's a really solid emotion. That's in the far left hand of the column. So the emotion of happiness, which is what we're all really after, is a product of our perception. Like all our emotions, excuse me, the emotion of happiness, which is what we're all really after, is a product of our perception like all our emotions, and our perceptions are a product of our beliefs. 
I wanted to recap those two really quick. Perception is our view of the world and of ourselves. Right? We tend to talk down on ourselves. How often? Why? Do you want to lose weight to make yourself happy or do you want to lose weight because of peer pressure? Do you want that car, that house to make you happy or to show off to other people? Perception is our view of the world and of ourselves through our beliefs. But what, we're, what we are really after is to be happy. Genuinely, thrillingly happy. And being happy comes with all the other stuff attached. Because you can't really be happy without all the other things being in place. You're not going to be happy if your loved ones are sick or missing you. You're not going to be happy if you're spending so much time at the office. You never have the time to spend all the money that you're earning. Alright? Like, truly, genuinely, ecstatically happy. That's what we're all hoping for. Wishing for, begging for, pleading for, praying for. So, we left off yesterday that joy is only a thought away. And before we dived in, dove in, dive in, dive in. Before we dive in, a thought. Because happiness truly is in your mind. You can conjure it with a thought. You can imagine what it would feel like to be unquenchably joyful, happy, ecstatic. And in the instant of the imagining, it appears as if bidden from the depths of your own subconscious. Because once you start imagining what it feels like, then you start conjuring what that feeling feels like. It is really cool. But that's just how easy it is to be happy whenever you want to. You don't need to wait for circumstances to fall in place. You don't need to wait for that certain someone or that that best-selling book, or that weight loss secret, or this level pant size, or that kind of house and that kind of car. You don't need any of it. You just need to imagine what it would feel like to be that happy. And presto changeo, you've conjured that emotion to you. Never doubt how powerful you truly are. 
So, before we get any further, my shout out to the restaurant industry, all my guys and gals out there in Foodland. Thank you much for all you do. For all the late nights and the holidays. For all the after hours and times of crisis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for those of you who are feeling overwhelmed and stressed and... You can't think. Please don't do something you can't take back. Don't quit. Don't quit. So, joy is only a thought away. I was recently reminded of how powerful our beliefs are in forming our perceptions and thus in determining how we feel, when my relationship with a girlfriend ended. It was extremely painful for me during the first week, complete with that mild feeling of nausea and the literal pain of a broken heart. But during that week, there were also spells of uncertainty with regard to our dating status, at least in my mind, when all of a sudden I believed, perceived, that things between us were on the mend. Much to my surprise, during the moments of believing that things were on the mend, my painful emotions and their related physical symptoms completely vanished in a split second. In fact, during those moments, which never lasted more than half a day, I remember wondering how it was even possible that I could have been so absolutely devastated by the breakup. Then, without warning, a new conversation or insight of my own would indicate that the relationship was in fact over and throw me back into the black despair. So even during those brief reprieves, while thinking I was again on top of the world, I was still blind to the beliefs that hinged my happiness and self-love on another person. This flip-flopping happened several times in the week, and always with the same observations on my part. If I hadn't experienced this for myself, I don't think I could have easily believed the instantaneous power that my beliefs had on my perceptions of myself, and consequently, on the way I felt emotionally. Now when I'm in a low spell, I think back to that realization and remember that Anything unpleasant I'm feeling is based on a poor perception or belief of my situation. Knowing how quickly I can begin feeling better, I immediately begin thinking more enlightened thoughts that expand the boundaries of my beliefs and perceptions. I start expecting to feel better, and then I do feel better. Just as I witness the profound power my beliefs had on my happiness... I, really, yeah, I realized that our beliefs can do this with any and all our emotions. We're literally only ever just a thought away from allowing ourselves to possess new beliefs that can fill us with unspeakable joy, profound happiness, and a complete sense of well-being right now.
What if today somebody came to you, someone like the God most people believe in, and definitively told you that in the immediate future all your dreams would manifest? The psychological and physical changes you would go through are more than you can even comprehend. You'd be elated, confident, relieved, excited, happy, accepting of the world, and so much more. You'd breeze through the rest of today, no matter what surprises it might hold. Nothing could faze you. You'd be indomitable, unstoppable, and walking on air. So how about it? Right now, why don't you tell me, excuse me, right now, why don't you tell yourself that all your dreams will soon manifest? What would it take? You hold the key. The world is your oyster, and you have been given the freedom to think as you choose and to thereby create whatever you can imagine. Our emotions color our every experience. Without them, what would matter? Nothing. If it weren't for emotions, what would we pursue? What would motivate us? What would we care about? Nothing. Our emotions are rich with rewards and lessons, and the good ones are worth slogging through the bad ones to receive those benefits. Emotions give our lives meaning and reason, and the unpleasant ones serve us by hinting at how we can get back on track with life's, with life's truths. They spark our desires for a better life, and they inspire us to take on challenges. Not challenges that will squash us, but challenges that will enlighten us. Mm. Sorry about that, I desperately needed a drink. Okay, so let's go back over that because we reached the next subsection, which is challenges. La pièce de résistance. Again, another wonderful visualization guide. I wanted to make sure I went back over that one just really quick because that's, that is just fantastic. What if whatever you consider to be God walked right up to you and told you definitively in your immediate future all your dreams would manifest? Not someday, not sometime down the line, in your immediate future. And then imagine, visualize if you will, what you'd be doing for- you'd be tripping on cloud nine. Try and imagine what that would feel like. Ooh. Oh, that one gives me chills. That's a fantastic visualization. Nothing could faze you. You'd be unstoppable. Indomitable. And that would be my cat trying to go chase the birdie in the background. My apologies. Alright, so emotions matter. 
You don't end up caring about something without having emotions. So they are very important. Hmm. And I do like that one about halfway through. Now when I'm in a low spell, I think back to that realization. Remember that anything unpleasant I'm feeling is based on a poor perception or belief of my situation. Knowing how quickly I can begin feeling better, I immediately begin thinking more enlightened thoughts that expand the boundaries of my beliefs and perceptions. Hmm. So let's take a scenario. And maybe you, instead of feeling empowered, you feel powerless. Let's take an argument between two people. And you're feeling defeated because you really care about that person, or whoever it is. And if you flip your switch, flip and switch your thinking around to feeling powerless to feeling powerful, your jitters go away, your nerves go away. And your anger even starts to dissipate. Just one example. Changing how you view the situation changes your reaction to the situation. Your perception changes your emotion. Alright, so, the piece de resistance. It's in our human nature to love challenges because we know deep down that every challenge is surmountable. That we are special, destined to prevail, that we cannot fail, and that, in the end, we'll reign triumphant, emotionally fulfilled, and wealthier for the wisdom imparted by the emotions that keep us on track. Facing challenges doesn't have to be an unhappy affair, especially when you realize that your challenges are gifts that will bring you greater understanding and a deeper happiness than you can now imagine. Spiritually speaking, no matter who you are, where you are, or what your issues are, Given the infinite number of adventures we can choose from, you will always, eternally, end up on top. Besides, how adventurous would life be if we were challenge-free? If we all had perfect bodies, perfect self-esteem, and lived perfect little cushy lives? Blah! But what if... Painful as they may temporarily be, we could litter the course with obstacles on the sole condition that they could all be overcome. And what if we knew that the playing field held the potential for the realization of our greatest hopes and dreams, and that no single peril we might face would be insurmountable? 
pretty cool concept, isn't it? But it's definitely not for every celestial couch potato. This is a concept suited only to adventurers willing to be rocked and taught by their emotions. It's an adventure perfect for you, eh? The very sway of our emotions reveals a path to a new kind of enlightenment. A gateway of wisdom and peace unknown before time and space warped into being. Here your emotions appear as signposts to a promised land, and what feels right and pleasing beckons us further. Meanwhile, emotions that are unpleasant or disconcerting can serve to open our hearts to deeper understanding. Together, your emotions join the choir of your inner voices, speaking to you by way of your feelings and impulses, and nudging you onward through your self-made obstacle course of matter and events. People manifest their thoughts. There's little accomplishment there. But as our thoughts propel us through life, so do they send us through a kaleidoscope of emotions, each adding a precious jewel to our crowns of compassion and understanding. That's why it's the journey and not the destination that matters so much in time and space, for it's during the journey that emotions color our experiences while providing feedback and insight into our beliefs. Our emotions appear as the psychological reaction to the objects and events that we've thought to life, with an intensity based entirely on our ability to understand these same objects and events. The less understanding we possess, the more discomfort, even pain, we'll feel. The more understanding we possess, the more joy and acceptance we'll feel. If acknowledged and allowed, unpleasant emotions provide a natural therapy, administered in just the right dose, at just the right time. These emotions are so effective that their presence alone is often enough to rectify misunderstandings. We can easily witness this in the sobbing child who spontaneously bursts into laughter even before her tears have dried. But your emotions needn't bring you tears for you to benefit and learn from them. They're like a river that runs through you constantly, carrying a wealth that needs only your recognition to be spent. They're a resource that can enable you, at any time, to find where your thinking is deduce what your beliefs are, and understand what kind of life you're in the process of creating. So, he goes on to say, I'd like to spend some time now talking about some of the more common emotions we have, sharing with you how and why... 
they appear in our lives and what their presence often means. First among these emotions, of course, is love. But we are going to stop off there tonight. Trying to keep this in under the early mark. And we will come back tomorrow with love. And he goes on to discern infinite and unconditional love with human love. He makes quite the distinction. So we'll come back tomorrow with love. And just a quick recap. And we've been over this a couple times now, right? Your challenges are gifts that will bring you greater understanding and a deeper happiness than you can now imagine. Except when you're going through it. It is painful. It is grinding. It is agony. Depending on what it is, it's frustration, it's despair, it's sadness. Right? It doesn't seem like it when you're there. Oh, sorry about that. Seems I can't keep from being interrupted. My apologies. So challenges are painful when you're going through them, but when you get distance on them, you start to see the lessons that you learn from them, and as bitter as that realization comes at the time, you realize you would not have learned that lesson any other way. And after that realization, slowly, painfully, inevitably, comes acceptance, and once you've come to accept it, it gets a hell of a lot easier after that. It doesn't have to be a long journey between those states. But it ends up being one, more often than not, unfortunately. So, we will come back tomorrow at love. That's a great place to start. It's a good emotion. Love's a fantastic emotion. Alrighty. So go ahead and get in a little stretch and do a little wiggle, and we will get in our two-minute brain break. Take a nice, slow, deep breath in. And let it back out. And let's take another deep Luxurious breath in.
and using Mr. Dooley's fantastic example earlier, I want you to visualize as best you can whatever you consider God to be standing right in front of you. Big smile on their face. They walk up and they call you by name and they tell you all of your dreams are going to manifest in your immediate future. Sit with what emotions you're feeling after that. Really go big. Let your heart race, let your smile go from ear to ear. Let all those positive emotions just spill out of you like a cup overflowing. Joy, grace, love, glad, happy, ecstatic, relief, gratitude, elation, and a host of others you can't name. Mm. That's a fantastic visualization. That's a fantastic visualization. Ooh, that one gives me chills. Alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I apologize for the interruptions. Uh, such is life right now. It's probably going to be a while until I get my own dedicated office again. Until then, I'm still determined to put out all 365 episodes that would constitute one year of publishing as I originally started with One Funnel Away Challenge from Mr. Russell Brunson. I'm figuring out where I'm going with myself, what I want to do with my life. Right now, it's kind of up in the air, doing a one-to-one with people, <clears throat> while I'm in the middle of traveling and doing whatnot. I don't want to take on much more than that until I get an actual place. So that's, 
Uh, hell, that even might be a year off at this point. We don't know. So we'll see. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is the podcast Sassafras. Have a great rest of your night.